my friend. Welcome back to the Performance Hackers podcast. I'm Scott Radford. And on today's session, I really wanted to just do some riffing on humor and the importance of humor in becoming a high performer, because I think a lot of people don't take humor seriously when it comes to adding it as a high performance superpower. And so today I wanted to flood you with quite a lot of science and some insights into some of the benefits that humor can have in leading a high performing life and also operating at your best in those stressful high stakes environments. So we've probably all been in a situation where we've been in a stressful environment, everybody's getting worked up and somebody cracks a joke, breaks the atmosphere, makes you laugh. And we probably can't explain what it is at the time that that did for us. But all we know is that it allowed people to gain perspective. It sort of cut the atmosphere and allowed people to get back to operating at their best, making rational decisions again, and not being so emotional and and head up and caught up in the moment. I know for me, I learned the power of humor in those stressful situations. When I, about six months into my career as an airline pilot, I had an engine failure, which is pretty rare actually on the modern jets. And I was six months in, pretty fresh, didn't really have much experience whatsoever. And we had an engine failure at about 4,000 feet climbing up out of the airport. And I remember the initial reaction was obviously just like, oh shit, like this is it. This is what I've trained for. And we get through the initial actions and it's all going well, but you can see that your stress response, you can see that I'm like burning up, my hands are sweating, my capacity starting to narrow a lot. And I remember the skipper looking at me and just before we turned the engine off, he looked at me and he sort of said with a little bit of a smile on his face, so are we doing this then? And that was just a little bit of a confirmation of like, are you sure this is right? I want to get this confirmation absolutely right before I get rid of this engine. And I sort of looked at him and I don't know why I said it, but I, I referenced something to do with, well, do you want your war medal or not? And we both had a little giggle at the time and it was like a ridiculous thing to say. But it was just one of those things that broke the tension and allowed us to sort of get out of that fight or flight response and back into understanding that, no, we've got this. We've got the capacity for this. I'm not overloaded. I can see now that you're not overloaded because you're cracking jokes and we can get back into performing and doing what we need to do in this scenario. And then so we get going and we shut down the engine. We prepare it for landing speak to everybody, do all the communications, set the aircraft up, do the performance figures. And I remember also coming down this approach, and this is a real sort of heavy environment because you've now got a single engine on a jet with 200 passengers there. And I look across at the captain just to see where his head's at. Is he in the game? Is he overloaded? Is he wrestling this thing down? And he's manually flying it. So he's got the joystick in one hand. He's got the thrust levers in another hand. He's sort of flying this thing single engine down onto the runway and at about 500 feet I look over just to see where his capacity is see if there's anything I can take off him and he's leaning over and he's taking a sip of tea which is like the most British thing you can possibly imagine and his eyes catch my eyes as he's taking this sip of tea one-handed flying this aircraft with one engine and we both have a little giggle and I look at him and I'm just like unbelievable I, I say to him you know unbelievable and have another little giggle and he's laughing um and then we get down onto the ground with the smiles on our faces everything's cool and afterwards i wanted to analyze why was it that that situation that high stake situation that sort of like high octane adrenaline fuel situation was actually so seamless and easy and i definitely know now that it was because of those injections of humor while shit was hitting the fan 
that actually allowed us to operate at our best. And then when I started this podcast, I've been speaking obviously with so many people from some of the top elite teams in the world. We're talking US Navy SEALs and special forces operatives that are in those high stakes environments, speaking to people that have been in Olympic finals and rugby world cup finals and humor always seems to come up as a really important part of why they were able to have the capacity to perform at their best, but not only perform at their best, but also enjoy it, enjoy the experience and tell their brain, I want more of this, put me in more stressful situations, which is such an important thing. So today I'm going to share with you some of the psych, the physiological benefits of humor in high performance, but also some of the cognitive benefits as well, proven by science, and then also what it can do for our resilience and adaptability, and also from a team dynamics and collaboration point of view as well. There's some fascinating statistics here. So let's first of all get into the physiological benefits of humor. When we're speaking about the physiological benefits, the first thing we need to think about is the stress. And, you know, we all know that stress can influence our emotional regulation and decision making. And high levels of stress can impair that rational decision making and increase the reliance on automatic or impulsive responses. So in the industry, we call this like caging the chimp. You might have heard of the book, The Chimp Paradox. What we're trying to do is cage that emotional, irrational response that we get that when our body gets put straight into fight or flight from those stress responses, and we want to cage that response and actually use the more rational human element of our brain to make those decisions. And so humor has actually been shown to get rid of that chimp response and bring back the human processing element. And it does this by stress reduction. Now, the first way it reduces stress is with the stress hormone regulation. Now, humor has been found to modulate the release of stress hormones such as cortisol and adrenaline. And studies have actually shown that laughter and exposure to humorous stimuli actually lead to a decrease in cortisol levels, which actually help counteract the physiological stress response. Also, it helps with a relaxation response. So laughing and experiencing humor actually triggers the activation of this relaxation response, which is essentially the opposite to fight or flight. And then this activation actually promotes a sense of calmness and reduces the physiological arousal associated with stress again. The hormone regulation of cortisol and adrenaline is a really important part between laughter and humor and that stress response. Also, there's an immune benefit. So your immune system benefits from stress because chronic stress can negatively impact the immune system, making individuals more susceptible to illnesses and disease. But humor and laughter has actually been shown to stimulate the immune system, which increases the production of antibodies and immune cells. And this immune system enhancement can actually counteract the negative effects of stress on the body. And a study that was conducted by the Loma Linda University actually found that humor and laughter increased the activity of natural killer cells, which is a type of white blood cell that plays a crucial role in your immune defense. I want to take a few seconds to talk 2040, the sponsors of this podcast, because to me, they're the epitome of what high performance is for young leaders and decision makers looking to make a mark. So 2040 is a membership community that doesn't just help you accelerate professionally, but it's also helped me grow and develop personally too. By all intensive purposes, this is an opportunity community and it brings together the next generation of exceptional young talent and connects those rising decision makers to help them unlock their fullest potential through the power of their peers and creating that opportunity for each other. Now, when I joined 2040, I went from feeling alone in my entrepreneurial journey and missing the energy and the ideas and the collaboration of others 
to having an endless new source of high-quality connections, a super long list of the world's highest performers to interview, which has been epic, and even this partnership that has allowed us to scale the show. All of it's really come from the opportunities presented at 2040. Also, the private events are absolutely legendary. Imagine being able to meet like-minded people at really intimate events hosted by global industry leaders, or even just rocking up to a Friday afternoon WeWork session for a free beer. It's all available at 2040. So if you're on that journey as an entrepreneur or a decision maker in your industry, and you want to be immersed by people like yourself, other rising talent doing the same, going through the same journey and the same struggles with all the opportunities that that provides, go and check out 20.40.org.uk. All the links will be in the show notes, and I bet it will be the best decision you make this year. It certainly was for me. Back to the show. Now let's delve into dopamine, because that's such an important chemical when we're talking about laughter and performance. And there's something that I discovered when I spoke with former US Navy SEAL Commander Rich Divney. He actually wrote a book called The Attributes, and we had an amazing conversation with Rich quite a few episodes back. I'm going to actually tag it as the trailer so that you guys can find that really, really easily. We talked about the dopamine courage hack. Now, when you laugh, you get three chemicals. Three chemicals are released. The first one is dopamine. If you do something, you get a dopamine hit. It tells your brain, this is good. We like this. Do it again. We also get endorphins, which is the human body's opiates. So our bodies actually produce their own pain masking drug, endorphins. And it's another chemical that's released when we laugh. And the third one is oxytocin. So this is the binding chemical to other human beings. This basically tells us we're in this together. We're going to get through this together. It sort of builds that team resilience up with other people. And that's why when we're talking a little bit later about like the team dynamics and collaboration, how humor promotes that social bonding and that rapport and the sort of positivity within a team dynamic. Also, I mentioned that dopamine is a hack into courage. So research suggests that humor stimulates the mesolimpic pathway in the brain, which is involved in the release of dopamine. And so using neuroimaging techniques, they've actually shown that increased activity in the reward-related brain regions actually occur when individuals experience humor. So if you think about people that are able to push through the difficult stuff, step into their fears regularly, which is what courage is, it's the ability to step into your fears, then if you use humor in those stressful situations, the humor is going to release dopamine and the dopamine is going to trigger that side of the brain that says, this is good, do it again, the reward area of the brain. And it's going to allow you to step into more of those situations that might be fearful because your brain says, these are the situations that actually give me a reward. Now, obviously individuals are different. So it's important to actually note here that the relationship between humor and dopamine can vary amongst individuals. So some people might be more sensitive to the reward effects of humor. I know for me personally, I get dopamine hits, not with the reward effect, but actually with the removal of pain. So if I do something that my brain thinks is challenging or painful, removing that then actually gives me a dopamine hit that allows me to say, yeah, I want more of that. I want more of that pain, which is just the way I've been hardwired. And so therefore it's understanding how you get those dopamine hits and how you can manipulate that to continue to do what you need to do, whether it's the hard situations, going through pain, or whether it's just seeking out rewards. The second aspect of humor is the cognitive benefits. So humor actually enhances our cognitive functioning, including the creativity, the problem solving, and the divergent thinking. It's also been shown to improve retention and recall. 
leading to enhanced learning and improved performance in various tasks. So there's something called cognitive flexibility and dopamine is involved in this, which is essentially the ability to adapt to changing circumstances and switch between different strategies and approaches. So this attribute is really important for high performance as it enables us to adjust your behavior and your responses based on the feedback and new information. So if you think about it, it's not just good for pilots, it's good for entrepreneurs, it's good for business people, it's good for sports people. That ability to be able to be flexible with the way that you solve a problem, it's all enhanced through humor and that dopamine relationship. Also, creativity thrives in an environment that encourages playfulness, curiosity and exploration. And so taking yourself too seriously can essentially stifle those creative attributes by imposing this self-imposed limitation and inhibiting the generation. They also found in the Creativity Research Journal that humour can actually enhance the creative problem solving. And they showed actually that participants who engaged in a humorous task demonstrated much greater creativity capacity compared to those that completed a neutral task. So it's really good for that problem solving, that creative problem solving part of the brain as well. Humour also fosters positive emotions such as joy and happiness, which then enhance the motivation and engagement. Like we said before, you get the dopamine hit, it gives you more motivation to do more of the same. So it boosts mood and it boosts your mindset and helps individuals approach challenges with a positive outlook and a greater determination, which I think is so, so important. And when we talk about the dopamine response, again, strongly associated with motivation and reward-seeking behavior, as it can enhance our drive to pursue those goals, like I said before, and also engage in the activities that are perceived as rewarding. So this motivational aspect of dopamine can contribute to the development of courage and the willingness to take risks in order to achieve those desired outcomes. So if we think about athletes pushing their limits or going through the pain barriers or you you know, doing that presentation or standing up on stage and, and giving uh, a speech in front of a ton of people. And if we look at this from like a team dynamics and collaboration point of view, because you might be there saying, yeah, but you know, my team aren't like that, or it's not really an environment where humor is appropriate. I'd say absolute bullshit on that because humor promotes social bonding, rapport, positive relationships within a team. And it also creates a positive work environment because you improve your communication, you enhance that teamwork and you enhance the ability to collaborate with others. If we go back to my example of the engine failure, it didn't just improve the communication, but it also showed the other person in the team that when shit was hitting the fan, I'm not overloaded. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm confident with my abilities to be able to handle this situation. And giving that off without actually saying it is such a powerful hack. There's some real interesting workplace implications with this as well. And a survey conducted by Robert Half International found that 91% of executives believed a sense of humor is an important career enhancement tool. And they also found that 84% think that people with a good sense of humor do a better job, which is like, if that's not enough to convince you that if you're someone that likes humor, if you're someone that uses humor to, to bring people together, if you've been that sort of person and you're suppressing it, if it's one of your values that you're not allowing to come to the forefront, maybe it's about time that you reconsidered it. I know now that every single situation I walk into, it's probably not going to be as serious as some of the situations that I've had when I'm flying. Let's face it, if my feet are safe on the ground, it's not going to be that serious in comparison. And so I just think if I can be silly 
and a little bit humorous when I'm up there dealing with those real time critical situations, then there's no real situation or environment where it's not that appropriate. And so that's the way my brain thinks of it. Anyway, I almost give myself the ability to laugh at myself, to laugh at others, to allow other people to laugh at me. I really embrace that environment. However, like anything, I mean, I know we're talking about humor and high performance, and sometimes humor isn't one of the tools that you use in your toolkit to uh, to get by or to operate at your best. But there's a book that I love called Huna, H-U-N-A, and it's called Mastering Your Hidden Self. And one of the principles of that book is effectiveness is the measure of truth. And with every single thing that I talk about in high performance, I'm kind of sick of people giving us the three top ways of doing this or the four ways that we can improve our performance. Like it's utter rubbish. Like effectiveness is the measure of truth. And so whatever works for you, whatever system works for you or whatever strategy works for you, that is the truth. That is the thing that makes you more high performing. And so for me, I know that humor makes me more high performing because of all of the things listed above. But if it's not for you, what thing is it that allows you to be at your best and to operate at your best, to improve your capacity and your attention and your experience of the situation? Because that's the thing that you need to be tapping into the most. And so I think that's my invitation to you, finding out what unique thing it is that allows you to operate at your best and finding ways to insert that into the situations more regularly. Well, that's my two cents on humor. So if you guys have got anything else to add, then I'd love to hear from you. Do get in contact, use your ways. And uh, until next time, take care. (laughs) 